Look at that silky, silky bastard. Yep, you did him did him a good brushing. Oh, I did him a good brushing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really upset about it. Yeah, look at his little, like, toe beans. They're all curled well, his toe up. beans aren't upset. His tail is what's upset. Well, his tail's upset, but I'm looking at the toe beans. Well, they're always... Look at them. Those are just cute. I just want to high-five them. He would hate that. Yeah, he would. Um, are we taping this? Okay, cool. Oh, we're taping. Are you a good witch or a bad bitch? Bad bitch, bad bitch. I've been a rebel all my life. We will not remain hidden figures. We have names. Oh, if this naughty to rule your list, shake your shoulders, shake your hips, and let a lady confess I want to be bad. I didn't kid you, did I? Well, now you know. Welcome to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Hello, hello. With your two hosts. Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> Deanna. Hi. Yeah, I'm Deanna. That's Hannah. Hello. Sup. So. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like my energy is very different today. And my yeah. voice is a little lower from all the screaming I did at my television today. Welcome to Melty and, Brains, episode and, three. And by my television, I mean your television. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes, yes. It's a good... It's a good uh games watching it's huge television yeah mine is not there you go my boyfriend's is also huge oh but um that's what she said mm-hmm. um but it, it makes sense because he doesn't see that well so having a big tv is kind of important <laughs> oh my god it is oh alex <laughs> we love you <laughs> We miss you. We all miss you. <laughs> we all miss you. Everybody's um, going to be like, okay, on Mushy Corner. Good God, I know. Seriously. Um, before we dive in, I just... Oh, <laughs> gas, gas happens. happens. <laughs> I just want to remind you that um, we love ratings and reviews. And subscriptions. And subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are wonderful. Yeah. Um, so do that. <laughs> uh, tune into Deanna's newest album, Country. It's called Yeah. That first one was better. <laughs> it's a it's an experimental experimenting country album. with minor yodeling. Minor yodeling. Uh-huh. Yes, but I only like minor it. yodeling, not okay. major yodeling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um. <laughs> Can only experiment. So. Jesus Christ. Nope. I quit. All right. I quit. We no longer have a podcast. This podcast is over. It's That's canceled. It. It's too hot. <laughs> Summer. Oh Even though it's actually not that hot out today, it's still New York and your humidity levels too high. Before we before we go any further, too I'm high. doing, I'm getting another one. More wine. Yeah, I can't. Wine break. Maybe she did, but you didn't hear her because I'm singing so much. Welcome back. Oh, you're not going to like do the indie thing? Hell no. Stop. Damn it. Uh, this is a really sexy can opening sound. Welcome 
<laughs> we talk about ladies here on this podcast. Do we? We talk about all types of ladies. Okay. Of all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds. Time periods. Vocations. Mm-hmm. Um... Badness or goodness? Yeah, all sorts. It takes all kinds to be interesting. It takes all kinds to be interesting. That's our new slogan. Hashtag. It takes all kinds to be interesting. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little set on that now. Um, Yes, sit on it, Hannah. I'm going to sit on it. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Shit. Whoops. Oh, God. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) So since we have um, discussed everything under the sun so in depth are you still with us if you're still with us bless you um we're about to get into it we're actually going to start the podcast we're actually going to start the podcast now so let's do it okay so i found this um little tidbit as i was researching women for our women who resisted month yep um and it's just a little thing but i thought it was really interesting uh Veronica Lake, yes, who some people may or may not know as the actress from I believe the like 30s and 40s really is when she was big, but she popularized that long wavy hairstyle with the hair in front of the eye, the very sexy like Jessica Rabbit yeah. kind of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and in when all the men went to war and the women were doing their factory jobs and, and Rosie kind of the riveting do Rosie the riveting exactly um the, Rivetering? they were they were copying her hairstyle they were mimicking her hairstyle and getting into accidents and so she ended up like creating a new hairstyle to wear that was much more um practical work friendly work friendly so that women would copy her work-friendly hairstyle when they were going and working in the factories and not get their hair caught in machines and stuff like that. What? That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> I thought it was really strange. Well, it wasn't strange. It was really cool, but it was kind of sad because her career kind of took a nosedive after that like it did it never really recovered after she changed her hairstyle after she changed her hairstyle she also so one article i found said that it was because she changed her hairstyle another article i found i trust more because it said actually it was because she played a nazi in a movie in 1944 or 1945 she played a nazi spy and i'm like oh maybe that's what did it probably yes (laughs) <laughs> Back yes. when being a Nazi could actually ruin your career. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. Da, so, da, 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 da. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting, though. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. Mainly be just because it's like you can contribute in such tiny little ways sometimes and right. actually make a really big impact. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. thought that was pertinent to what we were doing. But, uh, but the person who I chose to talk about today is famous not because of stuff that she did across her entire life but because of one one moment where she chose to resist and it sparked a a larger movement oh um and so that obviously that's appropriate i will warn you it's gonna piss you the fuck off and great yeah i mean you yeah. know how it, well here's the thing i'm already really tired from getting really pissed <laughs> off at the game today good so hopefully i won't be quite as aggressively loud as i would be 
you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Otherwise, for pre-tiring myself out. Yeah. Yeah, m- maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It might, I might overcome. I will say that it has a lot to do with, it, it ties, it ties a no, it, don't touch. Just just do it. It ties into a lot of what we're dealing with right now, which is why it'll probably piss you off. So if you are if you are in the car or on the subway listening to this and you don't want to be pissed off, just be prepared. Okay. <laughs> I like how you weren't like, don't listen any further. You were like, just get, you don't want to be pissed off? Well, just know that you might. So honestly, good luck. This is shit I wish I had known. This yeah. is like learning about this was really troubling because... It's another thing that we covered up in our American history. Great. Yeah. Um, so. Let me take a, one more swig. Yeah. Yeah. You just get prepared. Prepare yourself. A little glass there. Um, so the person I'm going to talk about today is a woman named Carmelita Torres. Ring any bells? Your blank stare tells me no. I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay. So I took, I took a Wait. lot of this. No. Mm-hmm. I took a lot I took a lot of what I'm going to be reading to you from a really really well-written NPR article. Okay. And a Teen Vogue article. So I kind of Teen Vogue is killing it. They so. can Yes. Absolutely. And this article did it did a really good job of going into some details that obviously the NPR article didn't. So I'm 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 kind of taking verbatim a lot of stuff. Just, okay. you know. Um that's that. So Here we go. Preceding the 1916 typhus outbreak in Los Angeles and fueled by stereotypes of, quote, dirty Mexicans, the U.S. government launched a quarantine policy along its southern border. The U.S. apparently saw Mexico as either the origination point of the typhus or, at the very least, something they could control when it came to the spread of typhus. Um, But of course, no one wanted to admit at the time that typhus was already everywhere and not just because Mexican immigrants might have had lice. It was a problem of the time and the U.S. put its sights on Mexico as a way to deal with it, basically, um, to make people think that they were doing something, the American people. Uh, The policy dictated that in order to enter the United States, Mexicans would be forcibly stripped naked and bathed in poisonous chemicals, including kerosene and Zyklon B. Yes, yes, yes. So for decades, U.S. health authorities used these noxious, toxic chemicals to... I mean, I'm sure they knew then, even then, that they were noxious and toxic. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They Because they I mean, weren't making American citizens bathe in that stuff. No. Okay. And, and, and there were some incidents that occurred that didn't deter them. Mm. Yes. So uh, so for decades, U.S. health authorities used these uh, chemicals to de-louse Mexicans seeking to decades? cross. Decades? De- oh, decades. Yes. A long ass time. Lo- way, way longer than the typhus uh, outbreak was a problem. Like, it really was stupid how Jesus. long this lasted. Jesus. Um, so they used it to de-louse Mexicans seeking to cross the border into the United States. Um, specifically at, in El Paso between, like, El yeah, Paso yeah. and, yeah. Um, so the gasoline bath was was toxic but effective at killing lice, which carried the typhus that Americans were so afraid of. Um, and this comes from a book. So the NPR article quotes a book called Ringside Seat to a Revolution, which sounds like a really good book um, that I 
hope to pick up. So just in case anyone is looking for more information on the stuff that I'm going to talk about, that book has all of it. So David Dorado Romo wrote Ringside Seat to a Revolution, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, before being allowed to cross, Mexicans had to bathe, strip nude for an, an for an inspection. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that... Undergo the lice... no sexual assault in that. Mm, yeah, just... Sorry, continue. Sorry, all right. Yeah, no, but you're spot on. Like, that's exactly right. Um, they had to strip nude for an inspection, undergo the lice treatment, and have their clothes treated in a steam dryer. Carmelita Torres was a maid who crossed every day from Juarez to El Paso to clean American homes. When, Tar- uh, when Torres and the others resisted the humiliating procedure, onlo- onlookers began protesting, sparking what became known as the bath riots. When was that? 1917. Oh, Which, so if this you th- is still pretty early on. Yeah. But if you think about that, 1917, this was really, this was going on, this had started... Um, and also the borders were much looser then, especially like especially between El Paso and Juarez because she would travel between the the U.S. and Mexico yeah. every day for work. Yeah, that was how she that was how she went to work. That, that was happened how she made all money. the time back then. Yeah, I and, mean, you know, we we talked about this a little bit last time, but the idea that ICE has always been around patrolling our borders is false. Like that's really not been our reality no. since you know. I mean, since 2003, uh, yeah, I think it was ICE was established. Yeah. But before no, that, like. No, before that, there was a crack. Yeah, what? Uh, quick, quick tangent. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell did a really good episode of Revisionist History mm. about this specific issue. And it really started after Vietnam when there was like a U.S. general, I believe, who, um, you know, part of the reason he felt we failed in Vietnam was because we didn't secure the border there. And then he decided to become the head of INS. And and really before then, there the person who was in charge of Mexico-U.S. border stuff was in like D.C. and wasn't actively like cracking down on anything. And it was a constant sort of migrational pattern. And it, Illegal immigration only became a real problem when we decided to start cracking down and making it an issue. Yeah. It wasn't. Anyway, anyway. No, no. Listen to Malcolm Gladwell. It's like, it's great because all the time people Mm -hmm. like Carmelita would just, they would come over for work and then they would go home. They would leave. Yes. They would go. Yeah. They would go straight back home. And actually what's interesting, you you talk about that. So something that I didn't put necessarily into my notes for this um is is a lot of stuff that took place after the bath riots and that's why they didn't go into my notes because I was like okay well they don't relate to Carmelita and what she was doing but um but there were several programs that we put into place that Trump has praised and is is now trying to um sort of emulate um, and I can talk a little bit about that later on, but it kind of has to do with us encouraging immigrants to come over and work, and then us saying, fuck you, no, get out of our country, and forcibly removing a bunch of people during Eisenhower's time, mm-hmm. before before the Vietnam War. So yes, it's like, because we have jobs that Americans don't want to do. Yeah. Agriculture already is suffering in this country because mm-hmm. a lot of it is done by migrants. Yep. Because it's a horrible job with horrible regulations and they get paid dirt. And the only people who will do that are immigrants, unfortunately. And then we have the gall 
to even though they're the backbone of of our food system it's horrifying i hate big agribusiness in this country everything i mean that's why i don't it's why you know i you know i'm passionate about this and it's not only about animals oh yeah which also is horrifying obviously for animals no that whole thing like corporations running farms and painting themselves as small as as the farmer is bullshit and it makes me so mad and the people who suffer are immigrants and animals and it's terrible yes sorry Woo! Oh, no. Right. I am going to piss through this whole thing. (laughs) Just going to (gasps) say, I told you. I fucking told you. Um, Wow. I'm sorry. I'm only two paragraphs in. No, I anticipated this. I I knew this was going to happen. There's so much to talk about, and there's so much that I didn't know. Like, so the the Eisenhower initiative was called, and this is going to. This going to make you mad because it made me mad. They called it colloquially Operation Wetback. And the whole idea, yes. Was this how the term became a slur or was it a slur already? Oh, I think it was a slur already. Great. Yeah. Great. And, and the whole idea was to deport millions of immigrants that the previous administration brought in with its own initiative that was designed to bring bring immigrants into the country to work on farms. So it was like, we brought all these people in. We went to them and we were like, hey, we have all this work for you. Come to America. Come work in America. And then five years later, we fucking deported them. And that's when 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 Trump was running for president and he said, oh, yeah, you remember Ike? I like Ike, blah, 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 and was praising him. This was the initiative he was talking about, was the initiative Eisenhower put in place. Yeah, but, yeah, but none of that shit has stopped either. Except no. for instead, it's not the government anymore um, saying, we have jobs for you, come work for us. It's these big corporations who actively advertise in Mexico and send buses down there to pick people up and come work for them. And then they place down roots because they have good jobs. And it's they also know it's hard for them to leave because they have to go out, you know, and, and you know, then they could be found out to be illegal. So they stay and then they send for their families and because they are lonely without their families. Right. And then fucking uh, INS or ICE comes in and tears these families apart and the corporations don't get any any trouble no even though they're the re yes you don't even no i know like want to get me started like it it, it's just fucking insane yes that it's like the, the corporations create this problem and then the blame is placed on the immigrants yep even though all they're trying to do is work yep daily profit anyone so uh, so the NPR article went on to say, most historians have forgotten about this obscure incident that took place on the border in 1917. The bath riots? The bath riots. Okay. I think, obviously, that's intentional because the legacy of this plays into Nazi Germany. And, Ooh. oh yes, and I don't think, I don't think America really wants to be seen as responsible for some of this shit, but we are. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, so the author of the NPR article and the book uh, did a ton of research, and I'm sorry I don't remember his name. I will link it in the show notes. Um, but they did a, he did a ton of research because his grandmother was a maid who had to undergo this humiliating ritual. Daily. Daily. Uh-huh. Um, right. He found records that point to the connection between the U.S. Customs disinfection facilities in El Paso, Juarez, in the 20s, and the uh, Desinfections Cameron the disinfection chambers in Nazi Germany. 
The, do- the documents show that beginning in the 1920s, U.S. officials at the Santa Fe Bridge deloused and sprayed the clothes of Mexicans crossing into the U.S. with Zyklon B. The fumigation was carried out in an area of the building that American officials called, ominously enough, the gas chambers. Fun. He discovered an article written in a German scientific journal written in 1938, which spe- specifically praised the El Paso method of fumigating Mexican immigrants with Zyklon B. Oh, no. Thank you, America. Are we great again? Do you feel the greatness? Do you feel the greatness? Jesus. I mean, it's 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 so it's so fucked. No, of course, of course, we don't learn about this. No, then. no, especially because if it's quoted as inspiring Nazis, mm-hmm. although you know we have Nazis here in America again, so they're probably like, "Well, fuck you, yeah, we invented that shit." The 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 whole point, I think, is that we asked these people to come to us. We said. Hey, over here, we have work. We'll we'll employ you as a maid. We'll employ you in the on the farm, you know, whatever it is you need. Like we have the work over here. We'll employ you. Come over. And then we said, "Fuck you. We got to we're going to spray you with chemicals." And also, guess what? You have to fucking leave now, too. I mean, it like just that's goes, all us. It just goes to show that it, we've, we've literally not changed at all. No. Like, exactly. It's the exact same. It's 100 more than 100 years ago. Yep. And the same shit is happening now. Yep. We could be talking about this now, which was is exactly why I picked it, because I knew when I started reading it, I was so fucking mad. But I was like, we need to talk about the people who went through this already and protested this already. You know, like, that's an important story because mm-hmm. we've done this. We've done this for, our, you know, this is our legacy, man. Like, this is America's legacy. You want to make America great again? Like, fuck you, because this is it. Anyway. Make it great for once. For once. Make America great finally. I mean, the thing... (laughs) I mean, Jesus. The thing that I appreciate about America, to not completely shit all over, even though we continue to make mistakes, at least ideologically, theoretically, this country was founded about bending toward justice. And that road is long and that road is hard yep. and there will always be people who oppose it. But I mean, the the founding fathers create, I mean, even back, like slavery was legal back then. Like it wasn't, they, they were full of hypocrisy themselves, but yeah. it was an era of like education and philosophy and trying to figure out what liberty meant and individual freedom and and i think that i hope that we still continue to march slowly toward that goal but it's fucking long and it's taking too long and we keep regressing and we keep fucking up and we keep trampling on people because there has to be there has to be somebody getting shit on yeah well and i think this is why i mean what what you're saying is exactly right and the way the ways in which we get upset about it the ways that the reasons we march the reasons we get so mad it's not because we don't believe in this country it is because we are still we still hold faith that this country can can be 
as amazing as our founders wanted it to be like that it's not this idea that that conservatives are the only ones who are patriotic oh, they think is they so have fucked so, up they have they think they have like the the control on patriotism and on morality and they've continuously shown that to be completely untrue yeah i'm sorry the current gop absolutely they're spineless your... they have no Ugh. ethical uh backbone whatsoever all yeah. it's just about winning and it's just about power and they are currently the purest example of like how power can corrupt and they're not thinking about the people on the whole anymore they're just thinking about themselves yes anyway exactly fuck the bath riots (laughs) the bath riots um this episode should be titled this episode will piss you off okay so you can see already that this story is very much about how we have always treated the mexican people for whatever reason, our nation developed a very strong hatred for the Mexican people, especially immigrants. And Carmelita Torres had had enough. And besides all the bullshit I've already mentioned, uh, she had even more good reason. Inside a brick disinfectant building under the bridge, health personnel had been secretly photographing women in the nude and posting the snapshots in a local cantina. I told you. I told you you were right. I told you. A year earlier. Fucking gross. It's so... Okay. (laughs) And a year earlier, a group of prisoners in the El Paso jail died in a fire uh, after being deloused with gasoline in an event known as the Jail Holocaust when 28 inmates were set aflame by a cigarette because they had been doused in kerosene. And then somebody lit a cigarette? And then somebody lit a cigarette to smoke it at the jail. And they were all set on fire. Somebody was a fucking idiot. Yeah. And and I don't know who, it, I don't know if it was an inmate. I don't know if it was a, a well, either jailer. Way, some, either way. It, somebody was incredibly thoughtless. It's either just. Either way. Uh, or intentionally harmful at worst. Mm-hmm. No, it's exactly like how it, when when we were talking about the Holocaust and we were talking about Gisela Pearl and the, the the little girl who was like, why do the blonde Jews not get their hair cut? And it's like, well, mm. that's because that's how they like, you know, like the attractive women, the blonde women, the other, you know, the people they deemed attractive, even though they were, you know, Jewish and therefore the enemy or the spawn of Satan or whatever the fuck they wanted to say, uh, they still wanted to rape them. So, yeah. Women always get the short end of the stick in situations like this, clearly. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. Which is exactly why Carmelita Torres was, she had had enough. She was fucking sick of it. And when she heard that rumor, she was like, no. Like, part of this humiliating process is designed to get us in a vulnerable position. Like half the time, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Half the time I wonder if it's even a typhus issue. You know what I mean? It wasn't. And of course it fucking wasn't. So, um, so the El Paso Times described the leader of the Bath Riots as an auburn haired Amazon, which I thought you would appreciate, Deanna. You know how I appreciate that. (laughs) She sparked an uprising against a policy that would change the course of the history in El Paso and Juarez for decades. Some even consider her a a fronteriza or borderlander, which is what they called, you know, people who lived on the border. 
Yeah. For a long time. And they maybe still do. I don't actually know. I don't either. Um, they considered her a friend Teresa Rosa Parks. Yet her name and this entire bullshit policy has been mostly forgotten. Yes, I added the bullshit. That was not in the NPR article. What? <clears throat> yes. Um, the quote Amazon was Carmelita Torres, a 17-year-old Juarez maid. How who- tall was she, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. But she was an Amazon, whatever that means, whether in spirit or stature, I'm not sure. Um, so she she uh, she was a 17-year-old maid who crossed the Santa Fe International Bridge into El Paso every morning to clean American homes. At 7.30 a.m. on January 28, 1917, when Carmelita was asked by the customs office uh, officials at the bridge to get off of the trolley, take a bath, and be disinfected with gasoline, she refused. Instead, Carmelita got off the electric electric streetcar and convinced 30 other female passengers to get off with her and demonstrate demonstrate their opposition to this humiliating process. By 8.30 a.m., more than 200 Mexican women had joined her and blocked all traffic into El Paso. That's great. By noon, the press estimated their number as several thousand. Holy shit. That, I that, mean, and that's all word of mouth. That's all word of mouth. It's just like, hey, there's a protest going on, or they like they happen to walk up and go, oh fuck yeah, I'm in on this. Yeah, several thousand people in four and a half hours. I mean, that's that's a fuck ton of pissed off people who were waiting for their chance to say fuck all of this. You know, I mean, I don't know. She was she was brave enough to be like, fuck you. Today I'm not doing it. Today I am just I mean, not doing it. I mean, can you imagine if, if every day you had to be bathed in gasoline? Every fucking day. Every day, just so you could go to work? Uh, for nothing. For pennies. Because Americans aren't willing to clean their own fucking homes. So the demonstrators marched as a group toward the disinfection camp to call out those who were submitting themselves to the humiliation of the delousing process. When immigration and public health service officers tried to disperse the crowd, the Mm. protesters hurled bottles, rocks, and insults at the Americans. A customs inspector was hit in the head. Fort Bliss Commander General Bell ordered his soldiers to the scene, but the women jeered at them and continued their street battle. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The Amazons, <laughs> as the neighbors reported, struck Sergeant J.M. Peck in the face with a rock and cut his cheek. Oh, poor baby. So you're basically saying that, like, she's also potentially, like, Juarez's Diana Prince. Like, she, if they're Amazons, they come from Themyscira, and mm-hmm. she is Wonder Woman. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Juarez is Wonder Woman. Juarez is Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Because she, it, it might have been a small thing. It was not a small thing. I'm just going to say that. It was not a small thing. But the fact that she but was. saying no feels like a very small. It, like Yeah. A, a, yeah. Yeah. It feels like a small thing, but it is, it is not a small thing right. ever. Right. Especially in situations like these. Um, the protesters laid down on the tracks in front of the trolley cars to prevent them from moving. When the streetcars nice. were immobilized, the women wrenched the motor controllers from the hands of the motormen. Uh, one of the motormen tried to run back to the American side of the bridge. Three or four female riders clung to him while he tried to escape. They, <laughs> they're like, not today, Not Satan. today. They pummeled him with all their might and gave him a black eye. Whoops. 
Um, another motorman preferred to hide from the Mexican women. Motorman meaning like the guy running the trolley. The conductor, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a train, but anyway. Yeah, the guy basically pulling the go, stop, leave. I've been to San Francisco. I've seen that. Totally. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, motorman. Uh, motorman. Motorman. Uh, another one preferred to hide from the Mexican women by running into a Chinese restaurant nearby. Um, Interesting. I know. He was like, no, I don't want a black eye. Uh, Karen Sista? General Francisco Merguia, I'm very sorry for butchering these. Merguia showed up with his death troops, which what is what they called it in the NPR article, and I didn't know what, what that does meant. That mean? Um, to quell the female riot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, women are rioting. Quick, yeah. suit up. <laughs> suit up. Uh, Marguerite's cav- cavalry, known as El Escuadron de la Muerte, Yikes. was rather intimidating. Bye-bye. They wore insignia bearing a skull and crossbones and were known for taking no prisoners. Pirates. Mm-hmm. The cavalrymen drew their sabers and pointed them at the crowd. But the women were not frightened. They jeered, hooted, and attacked the soldiers. And they were basically powerless. They did nothing. <laughs> So, um, the riot... Oh, my God. Can you believe that? They were like, oh, well, we're going to bring in the death squadron. That'll do it. The men will scare them. Oh, really? They're like, ha ha, your dick is small. Ha ha. Do you think they really said that? I don't know. Maybe. They jeered. That's what I would jeer. Your dick is small. Your dick is small. Anyway. Which is obviously the worst insult you can give to a man. Other, unless you're Trump and you go, you're not that rich. Like Michelle Wolf (laughs) said. You're not that rich. Oh my God, Michelle Wolf is my hero. I just have men so and their dicks. Men and their dicks, man. Although not all men have dicks, but the ones with dicks tend to find them very significant. So true. Oh my God, I want that put on a pin. Not all men have dicks, but the ones who do find them very significant. They really have a hard time dealing. I mean, okay, I get. Okay, sorry. Quick moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do get it. Because there, somehow so much has been caught up in dick size and big dick energy and small dick energy and this whole... Oh, my God. Zi- oh, my God. I love it so much. But men can't control it. You either have one or you don't. And for some... Because, because they've placed so much significance on dick size, which is a thing you literally can't change. It's bizarre. It's, in, it's- like you can't... Well, and you know what? Honestly, (laughs) like, okay, no, I'm not doing this. Motorman, motorman. Motorman. Yeah. So because of of Carmelita Torres, people are rioting and protesting. The auburn-haired Viking. The auburn-haired Amazon. Sorry, I'm not projecting. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. Um, I do wish. She, um, yeah, she started, she really started something. And so for for the next two days, the rioting continued. And Americans, wow. yeah, Americans whose maids weren't coming to work because their maids were rioting were all upset because there was no one around to clean their fucking houses. So uh, finally, <laughs> shit died down. Yes, I'm not even kidding you. It's so sad. I mean, <sighs> duh, that's kind of the point of, well, strikes. Yeah. 
That well, yeah. It was a strike and a riot in one. Here's the thing, okay, all of the all of the Daily Prophet, the American press spun it so that it's so that all the Americans who were were paying attention because obviously like 1917, I guess not everybody could pay attention, but people who were who were listening to the radio thought that Did the radio existed? 1917? Yes. Like in houses? Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Americans were getting the news via newspapers. I know a a listener was like, you guys need to read up on the Spanish-American War. And I was like, yeah, I know. Via the the Philippines thing last time. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. Um, (laughs) So... So, yeah, so Americans were listening to the radio and they were getting newspapers and those newspapers were saying, the Mexicans hate us and that's why they're rioting. They're rioting because they just don't like us. End of story. And so Americans had no idea what was actually going on. <laughs> that's Fox Doesn't that sound then. familiar? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was really not like they didn't get their point across, unfortunately, because the press said, okay, we're going to kill this story for you, government. It's cool. We got this. So finally, shit. Good impression. Thank you. This is what the press sounded like in 1917. And, like, it's pretty. Back when the press was on the side of the government. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And they were for a long time. I mean, they helped sell Eisenhower's, quote, wet back initiative. I mean, it's so fucked. Anyway. So shit died down, and there were a couple of arrests and a few minor injuries, but no one was seriously harmed, and everyone was let go. Um, The biggest bummer of this whole thing to me is that, obviously, we never learned our lesson, because nobody actually reported what was going on, but also, we never talked about this in history books. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm from Texas, and, yeah. And Texans are so proud of being Texans that we have classes that are Texas history. Oh, we, my God. I'm not joking. We have to take Texas history. Like, I studied the Alamo God knows how many times, which I thought was super cool. And going to the Alamo is really fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's an interesting part of history. Sure. Again, you know, like you know, America. Well, Texas wasn't really America back then, but versus Mexico. and But it's an underdog sort of story. And, and Texans love to talk about it. And I don't know shit about this. No. Because it's race-based. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> because at least in the Alamo story, the white people are the underdog and the Mexicans are the man holding us down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Americans love that story. Mm-hmm. Whatever version it comes in, we love to tell that story. But anytime we are the people who inspired Nazi Germany, we don't want to talk about that story. Although I- you know, because after all of this happened, we started putting up a lot of factories and a lot of shit along the border for people in in Mexico to come and work at as part of the Bracero initiative and that was part of what created the Juarez murders I learned so much researching this and so much of it just pissed me off because we just contradict ourselves when it comes to Mexico and when it comes to immigrants from Mexico and Central America and South America like we have fucked so many people's lives up with all of these quote initiatives it's insane instead of using this as something to learn from the baths continued into the 1950s just think about that the bath riots so we inspired the nazis mm-hmm. 
And then we were like, oh, we should just keep doing this. We're just, we love this so much. We hate so the Nazis, much. but this practice is golden. Yeah. We inspired them to do it, but, but like we do it the right way. Mm-hmm. They did it the same, but yeah, it was more horrific because they're not Americans. Yeah. Yep. We continued it into the 50s. We created the Bracero Initiative that said, hey, come into our country, work our fields, be our maids. It's so great. And then we brought millions of people into this country to do that work. And then the, quote, wetback initiative was put into place to deport every single one of them. They deported millions of people. Thank you slash fuck you, Eisenhower. I like like I like egg. Well, fuck you, Trump. Mm. Add that to the super cut. Yeah. So, um, the Immigration Act of 1917. <laughs> the Immigration Act of 1917 passed just days after the riot and imposed barriers for Mexican laborers entering the United States. It was the most sweeping immigration act the United States. Oh, sorry. Had the United seen. States had passed until oh. that time. Well, mm. yeah, well, okay. It was the first bill aimed at restricting, as opposed to regulating, immigrants. And it was marked as a turn toward nativism, which Americans obviously consider being white. But wasn't that a lot super aimed at uh, California and Asians coming into California as well? I mean, yes, but... It's, it, it's, timing is just really, like. I mean, for all of it. For all of it is just really. But yes, at the time, Chinese people, like, a lot of Asian Pacific people were coming in, and they were also being put in, treated like shit, put in, put onto, um, they, they built the majority of the railroads in the area at the time, um, for no fucking pay. Like, no, yeah. So, for the first time in history, workers were required to pass literacy tests, pay a head tax, and were for... head tax? Like every time they come in or whatever? I believe that's correct, but I didn't actually look it up. Cool. But pay a tax of any kind. Whatever. It sucks. Um, They were forbidden to perform contract labor. Business, Business owners in the Southwest pressed Congress to exempt Mexican workers from contract labor restrictions and head taxes. Because they needed Because employees. they needed fucking workers. They were like, oh no, if you do that, you'll... We'll you'll lose workers. I'll lose all the workers that I pay nothing. I have um, to pay people fair wage. Oh, God. So, what? and this is crazy. After the U.S. entered World War One, businessmen were able to lift the 1917 immigration terms for Mexican workers, and the exemption lasted until 1921. So, of course, when we need people... Oh, oh so they wanted them to, like, work because men were gone. We needed workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we needed workers. Men were gone fighting, fighting overseas. And so, yes, we were like, okay, well, now that we need people, we'll lift this... Uh, we'll make an exemption. But then, once we don't need people anymore, it's like, goodbye. So we've just been jerking people around for a decade, or a decade, a century. I I ended it there because there's no good place to end this. Basically, Carmelita thanks, Torres, Carmelita. you know, she started a thing that that proved that people were pissed off, that people needed to be able to say it, and it sucks it sucks that it didn't 
it didn't result in anything. But that's not because of Carmelita Torres. That's because no, because the, the American the government who tried didn't so want hard. To it. Yeah, they tried so hard to to repress and the try memory to blame Mexico. Yes, and and Mexicans hating Americans yep. as the reason why it was happening instead of Americans being horrifyingly racist and doing things that were you know human rights violations not that you know any of that really existed back then right but you know a sense of morality certainly did yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's why like if if the press had actually reported this as it was happening like the way it was happening people in in america would have been like that's fucked up that really sucks like we should do something about that but because obviously the press was like "Mm, we're just gonna spin it in a certain way America was like, oh, well, fuck those Mexicans. Like, right. they hate us. We hate them, too. And that's really that's sad. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And we have an opportunity now to to fix shit. And we're not, obviously, like, we're not there yet because Trump clearly is not going to do that. But so many more of us know. So many more of us see him. what's happening. And they see we see what has happened with no thanks to our history classes but whatever like it's happening that's why we do this podcast that's why we do this podcast so that was carmelita torres she was fucking bad who was tired and pissed off of this shit auburn haired wonder woman she was an auburn haired wonder woman from juarez from juarez she was wonderful and she snaps was like i'm fucking tired i'm I'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this thing (laughs) who wouldn't be done with gasoline baths oh my god Right? Yes. Anyway. So. Thanks, Han. You're welcome. Women who resisted. Women who resisted. There it is. I'm into it. Um, So I also looked up a few on this day in history things. Fuck yeah. I actually, there were a lot. Okay. Because this is what we're saying. Humans go buck wild in summer. Yeah. Can I just tell you that July. Humans are insane in summer. July 18th. We do a lot. Is a fucked up day. Oh no! So much bullshit it's happened peak of heat. on July 18th. People go buck wild with the heat. Legitimately, I, everything was bad. <laughs> um, again, I told you this was the episode that would piss you off, and it's gonna continue. In uh, 64 A.D. or yeah, yeah, A.D. Uh, great fire. The Great Fire of Rome begins under the Emperor Nero. In 1290. King Edward, King Edward I of England orders the expulsion of Jews. I was going to say Jews. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in 1536. Who've had a lot to deal with in history. So fucking much. I mean, it's nonstop. Continue. In 1536, the Pope's authority is declared void in England. By Henry VIII? Um, whoever was the king at that time. I didn't look it up. 1536? Probably. Uh, he died in 1547, so... Probably. Sounds right. Yeah, so... He became king when he was 19, so yes. Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Um, That's probably when he wanted to divorce his wife. Yeah. 1716, a degree or a decree orders all Jews expelled from Brussels. Bye, Jews. Goodbye, Jews. You I'm guys, sorry, so sorry. Continue with this fun. Um, 1914, Gandhi leaves South Africa after successfully leading campaigns of passive resistance. This one's gonna make you happy. In 1925, Adolf Hitler publishes Mein Kampf. 
Sweet. The original title was the catchy four and a half years of struggle against lies, stupidity, and cowardice. Is it any shock that Mein Kampf is one of Trump's favorite books? Nope. Yeah. Chew on that for a little bit. I really love what just happened with your eyes. <laughs> While you were sitting at the mic, your eyes just went super wide and you were just like <laughs> fed up with everything. The fact that I was posting on Facebook before the election in 2016, hey guys, Mein Kampf is one of Trump's favorite books. Maybe think about that. And nobody was like, yeah, that's a that's a red flag. Just brings no me wonder, to now no and makes wonder me so sad. No wonder at Charlottesville he's like many fine people. Many fine people. No, no wonder so many fucking literal neo Nazis are now running for Congress. You guys, this year, literal because Nazis. they have literal self proclaimed n- yes, Nazis, white nationalists and Nazis oh being like, oh yeah, white people were superior, like um. What? <laughs> it's it goes back to that fucking quote nativism. Trumpism. Shit. Right? Yeah, but but, but anyway. Okay. Um twenty twelve, Kim Jong un is officially what? appointed supreme leader of North Korea. <gasps> oh great. Uh yeah, it's so good. Uh Trump wants to be like him. Trump loves Kim Jong un. He what did he say when he came back? He Kim- said his people sit up straight when he talks. I hope our people do the same or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, you yeah, guys, no. pay fucking attention to what he, Trump says. Jesus. People sit up straight when he talks because they have actual death camps it, it, that any dissident who disagrees with him or the government will be sent to labor camps, death camps, them, their descent. Like, it's a three-generation thing. It's horrifying. They have been there for decades, it, you it, guys. No, no. It's like if, if, you, if you were to do something wrong, you, your mother... Your grandmother oh, yeah. could go. You, your children, your grandchildren could go. Yeah, your entire family. Generations yep. before you and after you. Yep. Just because you say one thing that's wrong. And that's Trump admires horror. that guy. Yeah, he so admires keep that him. in mind. Yeah. He thinks that, you know, he he has he thinks he has actual respect from his people. Which is horrifying. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. 2013, Detroit, Michigan files for bankruptcy, becoming the largest U.S. municipal bankruptcy ever at $18.5 billion. Um, And July 18th, 1817, Jane Austen died. Oh. Yeah. So, that's that. that. Do you ever see that movie with uh, 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 James McAvoy and Anne Hathaway playing Jane Austen? No. That was a good movie. Becoming Jane, I think is what it's called. Uh-uh. Oh, it's Oh, good. I remember seeing trailers for that, though. I mean, anything James McAvoy does is sexual to me. Mm, well, yes. He's so charming and lovely. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention. Intelligent as fuck. The other thing I forgot to mention is that uh, there were a ton of strikes across the world today that I didn't even put them all in because there were at least six of them. Which is appropriate with your uh, subject matter. Which is very appropriate with my sex- subject, which is why I wanted to mention it because Sweet. it felt like you Probes. know but i didn't want to talk about every single one because there were a fuck ton because people do a lot of weird shit in summer and then all, people want to protest the weird shit that happens yeah that's what i'm saying yeah 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 awesome so um that's what happened in history on july 18th that's all that's on my paper good job han thanks
thanks. This has been a wild episode. Uh, yeah. Maybe the wildest we've had. <laughs> it's been interesting. It's been, it's been good. What um? What are you excited about? <sighs> Hannah, Anything? I don't know if I'm ever going to have an episode of this where I'm not excited about something that's incredibly nerdy. That's great, though. That's perfect. Um, But let me tell you about a little thing that I discovered thanks to a recommendation that is <laughs> <laughs> the most it came out i think last month i think it came out in june but it is a game called <laughs> Jurassic World Evolution yes and it is literally sim city meets roller coaster tycoon <laughs> meets the sims meets Jurassic Park <laughs> So you're like, so it's, it's, it's a literal game in which you create a Jurassic world. I'm going to call it Jurassic Park because that's what it fucking is. Fair. Um, you create a Jurassic Park. You have like the science side, the entertainment side, the security side, and you have to please all these people and please your guests because you want to make a profit. But also you're breeding dinosaurs and you're excavating, you're a paleontologist who's excavating DNA. And if you and if you excavate enough DNA, excavate enough DNA, you can create new dinosaurs. It's the most beautiful thing, except you're presented with new challenges because there's like different islands and different problems and budgeting issues. Your favorite thing. Oh, budgeting issues. My favorite thing. No, but it's really fucking fun because literally all I wanted to play when I was 11 years old was Roller Coaster Tycoon for hours and hours and hours. And it's Roller Coaster Tycoon meets Dinosaurs, which if you would have given me that when I was a kid, I would have shit my pants. It's also Tamagotchi rolled in because you have to take care of the dinosaurs and they have to be you have there's like multiple different like you can click on a dinosaur. It's their comfort level, their health level, their food level. Like there's so many different layers to this game. It's very smartly made and also so fucking gorgeous. I can attest to the fact that this is something that's exciting you because you slept over at my house, at my apartment last night, and, and you played this game until three in the morning. <laughs> by myself. By yourself. But it was so cute. Um, also, it was adorable watching you play. I'm sorry to use that <laughs> word, but it's true. And I am still excited about it, and I'm going to be coming over to your house for more than just podcasting and friendship. Please do. I'm coming over for dinosaurs. Coming over for dinosaurs. <laughs> should we wrap it up, Deanna? I think we should try. Go! Oh. Congratulations to whoever won the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that team may be. Congrats. Congrats, Croatia, and congrats to France for making it to the final four, which is all the information that I know at the time of recording. (laughs) Any one of you four teams would be lovely to win. On that note. And that's all I have to say. Shall we? Sign off. Sign off. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Until next week, you beautiful, beautiful witches. Peace out, witches. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Thank you for listening. (laughs) You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, and more. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you like our podcast, it would be really helpful if you could please like and subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends on social media, word of mouth, Mm -hmm. all of that. 
It's great. Yes, and you can find us on Twitter at GWBB Podcast. Instagram is the same, and we are on Facebook under Good Witches, Bad Bitches Podcast. And hey, guess what? If you want to hear all of our episodes, they are all up at our website, gwbbpodcast.com. If you have a story about a woman in your life that you want to share with us and that you want us to share on our podcast at some point, you can email us at gwbbpodcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, you know what? If you like what you hear, maybe please consider a little bit of supporting us financially by visiting our tip jar. Um, The link is in the show notes. Every little bit helps. It just kind of makes it so that we can keep this going so that it has some longevity. So just think about it. See see how you feel about it. Or you can support this podcast directly by buying us a coffee on our (laughs) Ko-Fi. So that is ko-fi.com slash GWBB podcast. Coffee start at $3 because that's generally the price of a fancy coffee and it just helps us keep the ship going. Good Witches, Bad Bitches is produced by Moonbounce and powered by Pinecast. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.